0: This is the Edified Podcast for the Sermon. Hey, before we get into the podcast, let me throw this advertisement to you. A lot of you have asked for it. Here it is, October 28th, 29th, going to be a sermon planning, mental health and physical health seminar just for preachers. Uh, October 28th, 29th in Chattanooga, Tennessee. There's going to be a link. Go to the Facebook page of Edify. You'll see it on there. I'm personally going to share it to my page. Also going to have Robert Hatfield with the Light Network and their host of works and podcasts and books. Also, the Jenkins Institute is going to be there. Dale Jenkins will be with us. There's going to be some uh, kind of some open forum panel discussion, there's going to be some tools and resources and things that's going to be given to you. There will be a $25 registration fee that's going to cover all of the things that you're going to get, uh, some merchandise, some of the things that's going to help you with your preaching, uh, some things that's absolutely crucial, a great toolbox of things, but it's also going to cover your three meals plus your lodging. Uh, Stay tuned on the lodging. We're going to get an actual lodge that can house everybody together. So you get there at 1 o'clock on Friday. You don't have to leave until 1 to 2 o'clock on the next day. Saturday, everybody gets home. You never have to leave. Your meals are taken care of. You're going to get a toolbox of all sorts of things. So October 28th and 29th, be looking for the link that's going to be shared. And we will see you all then. I remember I was probably 10, 11 maybe when I gave my first sermon. It was with the Lads to the Leaders program, a program that uh, was was crucial for me as a young boy. Uh, learning to preach, learning to communicate effectively. Uh, I wholeheartedly support lads and what they're doing. We at Piedmont Road, we we don't just prepare for lads to leaders. I take my young Christian boys the fourth Sunday of every month. Um, to a different congregation, a surrounding congregation. I think we've traveled an hour and a half sometimes to go preach at places. Some churches are big, some are small. Doesn't matter. Let's just give exposure and get these boys working and leading worship for all, all around the brotherhood. It's been a blessing to them and to me. We did something like that growing up as kids, and that was that was um that was um a big deal. Um, but I remember listening to the first time of my preaching. <laughs> And I've come, well, let's just say a little bit of a ways since the first time I started preaching. And um, and our craft is going to grow, and our style is going to grow, but there is nothing more gross than you not being yourself in the pulpit. I don't know about you. I don't. I personally don't have a preacher voice. I'm not somebody in the pulpit that I'm not outside of the pulpit. Uh, as one lady said, hey, you don't act like a preacher. I say, no, ma'am, I don't act. You know, um, there, there doesn't need to be some sort of separation when you step into the pulpit, um, where you're not relatable all of a sudden where you're at a different level and, uh, you're on a different plane. Um, that's just me. That's just my, my, my personal take, but being yourself in the pulpit is huge. I I know of some people and it's kind of gross. It's kind of creepy that they sound just like somebody else who's older, who's, who's more in the limelight. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, uh, but they're not blood kin. Um, but it's creepy. Uh, the whole copy and paste. It's it it is it is said that imitation is the best form of compliment, but that's not true in the pulpit. If preaching is truth through personality to to proclaim the truth dressed up as somebody uh, other somebody's uh, other personality, um, that's that's no bueno you and I don't want to be pulpit identity thieves. Um, And here's the reality. No preacher is is completely original. I trust all of us have been influenced by people. I'm still influenced by people. We're not talking about that. But but demeanor, and it's like the preacher who got up and preached another man's sermon, and he said the exact same thing, and the exact same jokes, and the exact same people, and none of those things were relatable to him. That's a lie we are influenced by people and we are shaped by our teachers and the our mentors and 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 we are reflections of our pulpit heroes there is no doubt it's inevitable but it should not be intentional where we think okay if i'm not myself i've got to pretend to be somebody else so that my sermon will be liked it's going to be perceived um i've preached a sermon and i've had somebody who i look up to say hey I loved that sermon, I'm going to preach it, and they preached it, and they received all kinds of flack uh, from that sermon. I, however, did not. I received the opposite. Um, churches and cultures is, is different everywhere. Uh, people in the pew is different everywhere, and people in the pulpit uh, are, are are different everywhere. We all should be different. Um, God has called all of us as individuals um, and he has gifted all of us as individuals through the Scripture. Uh, God has prepared us. Okay, well, let me let me put it this way. God has called you. He has gifted you. He has prepared you, and he has given you the assignment. God has given you uh, the message to proclaim. The Lord made you an original. Don't settle for being a cheap copy of somebody else. Nobody can beat you being you. So let's take a stroll down this idea of developing your style of preaching, your craft of preaching, your finding your niche. Um, Some people have asked me, Jake, how do you you develop your style? Um, And it's somewhat amusing because it assumes that that I have intentionally developed a style of preaching. um, And that's that's giving me too much credit. Uh, I don't. I I just do what I do every week. And that's the challenge of weekly preparation. Um, You've got personal duties that you got to take care of things that you have to do um you know your work week in and week out should be so busy that you don't have time to explore uh different styles of preaching and listening to other preachers and um and you mocking and mimicking their style um but I do I do believe um now 10 years into preaching full time I'll say uh certain characteristics have formed me uh, and they form you as you as you go along your 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 style is going to change uh, it's not revolutionary it's not something uh, you know something like that it's it's just simple it's it's basic principles um, to practice in, in order to I guess the word is grow uh, in your pulpit ministry and develop your quote style of preaching number one it's just to preach the preaching task is 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 caught as much as it, as it is taught. Let me put it that way. Um, you learn by, you learn to preach by preaching, by getting on the horse, saddling up and going on, uh, mistakes are going to happen. Um, communication is going to be skewed. Uh, experience comes along and and experience alone is not going to make you a better preacher. Uh, if you don't learn from your mistakes and you, you, you practice those fundamentals, um, You know, things that we've talked about on this podcast before, you will only continue to make the same mistakes in the pulpit over and over again if you don't learn to change those things. Experience combined with an openness to learn and learning really cultivates stronger preaching. I'll say that again. Experience combined with an openness to learning cultivates stronger preaching. Take advantage of every opportunity to teach and to preach, worship services, Facebook, social media, TikTok, whatever, uh, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, uh, seniors' group, um, you know children's children's work, ministry, etc. pray and and prepare diligently um, and give the Lord all you got. Preach as if it's the first time, and it may be the best time, and it could be the last time. As you preach, you're stirring up the gift that is in you, and each experience becomes a lesson from which you can learn and grow. Something that I do immediately after I preach is I listen to myself. It's fresh on my mind. I'm going to go back and watch the video. Uh, what did I do wrong? What did I do right? What What did I convey properly? Maybe my words were right, but the way that I communicated it with my body language was not beneficial. So I'm cautious about that. I look for things like that. So number one, preach. Nothing. There's no better teacher uh, than experience. Number two, study preaching. Study the the art uh, of preaching. Good preaching is not just an art; it's also a science. And there there's rules to obey. There's guidelines to follow. Principles to practice uh, for effective preaching. So one of the best things that you can do is study uh, preaching. Become a student of homiletics. Work to master your craft uh, read at least, you know, one substantial book on preaching each year, at least one gracious, you know, go back to school. If you can take advantage of ongoing learning opportunities and conferences and, you know, for the preacher who stays in his office or stays with his family and stays at home and doesn't study his, his craft and art then he, he's not going to be getting any better. Uh, you're in a professional career. You're going to go and get more training and more training and more training. Um, and you should. We should never be satisfied where we are. That's not to say that we shouldn't take pride in our current work, but to to say I'm fine and I'll always be fine, and this is where it always needs to be, uh, isn't isn't good. So so study preaching. Number three, focus on the message. Second Timothy four two says, preach the word. So Paul exhorts Timothy to preach, uh, to be a herald for the king. But he also explains Timothy uh, what it is that he is to preach, which is the word. So, it's the content of our preaching that makes us faithful, not the style. Style does not matter if you mishandle the word. Your style should serve the message. Let, let your style develop around what it is that you have to say, not the other way around. If you focus on style uh, at the expense of the message, you're an entertainer, uh, you're not a preacher. Getting the message right is the primary thing. The Lord is going to hold me responsible for how I handle the message. He's not going to care about how good my style was in the pulpit, how well I was dressed um how how neatly my hair was arrayed in such a way uh keep keep your priorities straight, so preach, study preaching, focus on the message, and then number four, be yourself. Preachers inevitably learn to preach by listening to other preachers. I, I get that. And even if you have received formal training at the Memphis School of Preaching or Brown Trail or Bear Valley or Coastal Carolina or, or whatever it is, um, or or Faulkner University, Freed Hardeman, uh, Harding, Pepperdine, whatever, wherever, wherever you received your, your formal training, um, that's, that's that's what you're going to be shaped by. Uh, you're going to be shaped by the preaching that you hear, not just the theory that you've studied. We're all influenced by preaching voices in our heads. Um, to this day, I have I have to limit how much I listen to my favorite preachers, because um, <laughs> I may carry them into the pulpit with me on Sunday morning. I want to be a voice, not an echo. Preaching is truth through personality. So be yourself. Um The New Testament writers wrote with their personality. Luke was not trying to be Matthew. Matthew was not trying to be Mark. Mark was not trying to be John, etc., etc., etc. Be your voice. Don't be an echo. The congregation will forgive you for not being Dr. So-and-so. They will not forgive you for not being you. And I say that facetiously. You understand what I mean. Be yourself. Don't be anybody else. Uh, Being yourself is what got you hired. Um, don't, don't allow some other person and somebody's influence on you to cause you to lose your work and more importantly, hinder the word of God. Number five, expose yourself to great preaching, study preaching, focus on the message, be yourself, but expose yourself to great preaching. Uh, I, I pity the congregation that only hears one preacher. And I, I pity the preacher who only listens to one preacher, especially if he is that one preacher. Sitting under the ministry of other people is going to feed your faith, and it's going to elevate your preaching. Um, read, read classic sermons uh, by other preachers. Listen to sermons um, by, by well-to-do preachers. Uh, hear, hear respected preachers in person. When you have the opportunity, expose yourself to great preaching. The more, the better. Following various effective preachers is going to help you uh, resist the urge to mimic any particular one. Um, It's often said that there are two times a preacher wants to preach. When he hears a preacher who can preach well, and when he hears one who cannot. Um, I know this to be true for my own personal sake. One time I was in preaching school, I was the second year I had been exposed to some amazing preaching in a year and a half, and learned all about preaching. And I went back to uh, one particular congregation that supported me financially, and this congregation had a, it was a large congregation, and they had the preacher up there, and he had a PowerPoint. And he was reading from his PowerPoint the entire time. Everything that he said was on the screen above his head. That's not preaching. That's a waste. He was robbing God's people, and those sheep sat there and ate. Anyway, I have, let me get off my, my, my soapbox. That's not great preaching. That's not great preaching. I wanted to get up, and I remember asking the person that I was with, hey, has he always preached that way? And that person said, yes. Have you not noticed? I, I was, <laughs> I was floored. Uh couldn't understand it, didn't want to understand it. I almost got up and left. It, it, it bothered me that bad. So, in listening to other preachers, you will either learn what to do or what not to do, probably both. It's important that you listen to preaching as a student, uh, as well as somebody who can sin from time to time. Number next, practice self-critique. You can be your own worst enemy, but you do need to be a critique of yourself uh most preachers hate to listen to themselves. I get it uh unless they're on some sort of ego trip. R- recording our message is uh, or maybe our messages are are never as good as we we thought um the sermon was gonna be uh sometimes sometimes my sermon sounded better than the way that I felt sometimes I'd left the pulpit and thought i just i just uh, messed all of that up. But the one I went back and listened to it, it sounded better than, than what it sounded like in my head. Uh, if you can watch them for righteous sake, that's that's good. Be about that. Make make note of some bad habits, sloppy speech, distracting patterns. Uh, don't be narcissistic about it. And don't try to whitewash your preaching of, of um, well, let me use a $3 word, idiosyncrasies. Uh, that's going to reflect on who you are. But examine where there is room for improvement and take step that's necessary. I remember Garland Elkins told us in school Garland could quote the Bible back and forward. A- ASV and K- K- King James, he was just that kind of person. Very smart man. He, he will uh, forget. Of course, he's going on now, but but I used to say he has he forgotten more than I'll ever learn. That's just how he was. One lady came up to him at the end of one sermon that he preached, and of course it was just filled with Scripture after Scripture. And she said, she said, I would give half of my life to know the Bible the way that you do. And he said, yes, ma'am, that's about what it costs, uh, which, which we shouldn't be shocked by. But, um, but practicing self-critique, he would say, the greatest room in my house is the room of improvement. And I thought, listen, if Garland Elkins can say that, then Jake Sutton can doubly say that. So practice self-critique. Next, get healthy feedback. We've mentioned this before, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay on it too much. But all of us have blind spots. Uh but be willing to receive constructive criticism, legitimate encouragement, find people that you love. It may be hard, hey, but listen, it's worth it. Uh maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your family, maybe it's somebody who's not related and not a member there, and they can watch watch it online. Um, you know, that's that's beneficial for you. They're gonna have a better feel for what is what is a um, I guess what is typical or an exception in your preaching. Um so keep that in mind, getting healthy feedback. Number next, strive for excellence. Um I want to be a great preacher. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to be viewed as a great preacher in the eyes of man. Uh that's damnable, okay. Uh, but I want to be the very best preacher that I can be for God. I want to fulfill my ministry, and so should you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you can do. It doesn't matter how much you can quote. It doesn't any of those things? What matters is that you are the very best preacher that you know how to be, and you're striving for the excellency—an old King James word—striving for the mastery. Okay. I want to be a faithful herald, herald for the King. Um, desire to be the best preacher that you can be for God. Do all that you can for the glory of God. Work heartily as if you are working as unto the Lord. P.S. You are. Uh, don't compete with other preachers. Lighthouses do not compete. Uh, compete against the preacher that you are now. Labor hard to be a better preacher from a year from now than you are today. So determine to never stop growing. Don't be content where you where you are right now. Work to be a more prepared, strong, growing minister. And let this progress be evident to all. 1 Timothy 4.15 So strive for excellence. Next is to be patient. Your preaching is going to develop naturally as you grow older and the more that you mature. And there's things that you will say and that you did years ago that don't fit who you are today. Uh, the passing of time has a way of shaping your preaching issues, sins, sufferings. Uh, Charles Spurgeon said, "You don't really know the Saviour until you know suffering." I find that to be absolutely accurate. In in the mess that I've had to face, I have become a better preacher for it. Um, that's that's just a um, not a pat me on the back, Jake. How did you get through the hardest times of your life? I threw myself into the book. I threw myself into preaching. Uh, I use that as a coping skill, not anything else, uh, and it and it proved to to just huge dividends for me, uh, a blessing into my life when I threw myself into the Lord and through the Word. I want to encourage you to do the same. You may be in a bad season right now. Be patient. Be patient. Um, if you were to go back and listen to sermons that you preached ten years ago, exegesis can be sound. Um, but it's but it's just one of those things where you're like H- who was I then <laughs> you know um you and I must work hard to to update the message um you know to reflect the audience to to whom we're preaching um I'm not saying go don't go back and and preach things that you've preached before that's fine uh, but it's changed. If you go back and preach something that you preached ten years ago, a lot has happened and the demeanor of people and the personalities of people and and issues have changed since then. Uh, you and I are works in progress, uh, and so is our preaching. Be careful uh of defending the way that you preach now. You you may grow out of it by this time next year. So give yourself some room to grow. Be patient with yourself. Uh, next, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> Exercise the gifts and the abilities and the passions that you have. Your preaching is going to develop on its own. That's that's just the nature of the beast. Um, and, and it will be a natural formation rather than some sort of synthetic product that you have somehow arrived to, okay? If you're too concerned about matters of style, it's only going to handicap your preaching. It's not going to flow good. Uh, I can't say that enough. Preaching is not about the preacher, Okay. It's about the royal message that we preach. You will have a car accident if you are preoccupied with what you see um in the vanity mirror. Pay attention to the road. stay in your lane, focus on getting to your final destination. Just wanted to say those things you know today um in developing the style of preaching, number one, preach, 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 preach. experience will will do its thing. Number two, study the the act and art of preaching. Three, focus on the message. Four, be yourself. Five, expose yourself to great preaching. Six, practice self-critique. Seven, get healthy feedback. Eight, strive for excellence. Nine, be patient. And then ten, don't worry about it. Don't worry about your style. Just be you and give God the glory. May God bless you in your preaching and teaching of his word.